I'm Sinitria Gardner. Welcome to Minutes That Matter podcast. I created this podcast because for years, I thought that spending time with God could only be time created in a quiet space with no distractions. But as life went on around me, I realized that the busyness doesn't always cease. And although I couldn't always find those quiet times I longed for, I could still meditate on God. When I started making the best use of the minutes I had, God met me there. God doesn't want our perfection. He wants our hearts. Join us every weekday morning so we can give God five minutes that matter. This is a two-part series entitled The Family Blues. Today, we will look at what the Word says about how we are to respond to difficult family members. Tomorrow, we will take the time to look at how we can view and navigate through our prayer life as we seek reconciliation, restoration, and rehabilitation in our relationships with family. Let's look at today's scripture. James 1, 19-20 Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. I was an only child for years, and all of my cousins were either far away, there was a huge age gap, or our parents simply didn't keep us in touch. When I began to get siblings, I was past the age of needing to play with anyone. I was like a second mother to my brothers, and I kept my life theme of being with the adults all the time. I had a lot of elders to look up to, and there were never any opportunities for me to be involved in the family drama. But a few years ago, when my grandmother passed away, I experienced the tension that is natural in families at the time of a loved one's death. If we're honest, it's not just when we lose someone. For some families, it's more than the occasional incident. It's constant. Sometimes we've seen enough of the strife that we think it's normal. It may be your norm, but that doesn't mean that it's fruitful or God's will. Drama does not produce the righteousness that God desires for you. I know what you're thinking. He started it or she started it, and they may have. We never think it's our fault, and we can think of 10 things they could have done differently. But we need to make sure that we're thinking of anything that we could do differently as well. 1 John 1.8 says, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. The Bible makes it very clear how we should handle our enemies. And we already know that enemies can be family members as well. I think of it as a type of dual citizenship. You can love someone and watch your back at the same time. Sad but true. So how do we deal with our difficult family members? The Bible makes it very clear what we should do. Is this going to sting? Absolutely. But the truth can hurt. Let's rip off the band-aid. Number one, stay humble. Luke 14.11 says, For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Even if you are right, let God defend you. He can do it better than you can if you stay low, stay humble, and be patient. Number two, watch your mouth. Ephesians 4.31 Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. I always say, Work hard in silence and let your success be your noise. This means if you're having a hard time forgiving someone, you can wrestle with those feelings quietly. You don't have to say it out loud. Number three, forgive. 
Matthew 6, 14-15 For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive you your sins. Number 4. Pray for them. Matthew five forty four. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Ouch. And number five, confess. Psalm 35, 5 says, Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sins. It's okay to say you're sorry. You may not even know exactly what you did wrong, but even acknowledging how you made someone feel shows your willingness to grow and change. That may have been painful, but what goes around truly does come back around. New Age calls it karma, but it's actually the principle that God established of sowing and reaping. The most important thing to remember is that the Holy Spirit is a gentleman, and he will not force someone to forgive you in return, love you back, or say nice things about you, and that is okay. Just as we have a choice to do good, so does our family. Let us ask God to help us sow good seeds with our family, no matter how they treat us. We are to treat others the way God says that they are to be treated, not the way that they treat us. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for letting us be alive today. We know that this is a very hard subject and that it takes a lot of work to do this, but we can do all things through you. Help us to swallow any pill that is bigger than our ability and help us to remember that you loved us first and that we should in turn love and forgive others. We thank you in advance for all the works that you will do with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.